0: Thank you. Well, we're back, everyone, for another episode of the Friday Night Mics podcast. And we're your hosts, Michael and Sarah.
1: Hey everyone.
0: So we are in season two. This is episode four titled Backfire.
1: Yeah, that is certainly a theme this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um definitely is. It's a good one. And it's one of those episodes that is it's it's got a different flavor and i guess the mexico stuff really adds to that right because it's just it's not something that we get to see very much we see so much of texas but we never get to see different locales for the most part
1: yeah and you know despite a lot of drinking it's a very serious note to it as well
0: right i mean you know (laughs) <laughs> anytime Riggins is on screen, he's going to bring some levity to the occasion. But, you know, for the most part, it it's really, like you said, a very serious episode. And, uh, of course, when it comes to Jason, he's down there for an entirely different reason, right?
1: Yeah. And Tim, like, he just figures that at some point he'll back out. And, you know, if he gets him drunk enough, maybe he'll realize it, something. But... Jason is just hell-bound for this procedure.
0: Yeah, uh, before we go any further, I looked at this episode and I realized you can really break all of this down into four distinct um, storylines, right? So we have uh, Eric coming back to Dylan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, Tyra and Landry, you know, continuing to deal with the aftermath of... Committing murder.
1: I love that now you see in the um, opening credits, you see images of them, like, holding hands and hanging out. So now they're a part of the credits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have, uh, of course, Jason and Tim in Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) And then then we have Julie uh, learning who the real Swede is.
1: Yeah, and... Still wanting to smack her across her mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, like you'd think after the last episode she'd have just maybe a touch of like humbleness and humility, but she just still this brat. And, oh. <laughs> I just want to ground her forever.
0: <laughs> well, let's just say it doesn't improve yet. And, uh,. It's not something that's going to improve right away. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say.
1: Do so I have to deal with this?
0: <laughs> yes, you do.
1: <laughs> uh, can it Fun just times. go away like the body? <laughs> <laughs> just goes away for a while and then it reemerges.
0: Right. and uh, I mean, I guess we can throw Matt into this as well because he's got his own stuff. But for the most part, I feel like for the most part, there's the four major storylines that we see in this episode yeah you know they're definitely. the ones that dominate the majority you know of uh of the episode everybody else gets there a little bit too but um those four storylines really make up a, a good portion of what this episode really uh seems to be about
1: and probably lila a little bit and um her prisoner friend
0: yeah yeah well there's that too <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's start out this episode. Let's talk about Eric a little bit. Because to me, and I alluded to this in the last episode, I want to read a quote that Eric ends up looking at in this episode. It says, character is who you are when nobody's watching.
1: I noticed that.
0: And to me, that really encompasses what this episode is about when it comes to Eric's storyline. Right, because this is the first, <coughs> excuse me, this is the first time, as I said last week, because we were getting a hint of it, right, Buddy and Eric were laying down the tracks for what we're seeing now in this episode, right, and I, said, I mentioned last week, I said, you know, we're starting to see Eric get into some muddy water when it comes to moral and ethical, you know, dilemma that he's currently in, right? All the right reasons, He wants to come home, right? His family needs him, you know, that's not to be disputed. And again, in this episode, it's still there, right? That's the whole point. I've got to get home. I've got to get to my family. They need me. However, that being said, what happens in this episode with regards to um, McGregor, is uh it's a little unsettling, right? I mean okay let's let's start it out, right We know McGregor is a bit uh of a hard head yeah <laughs> his offense is terrible and he basically he just the, plays yeah. it
1: over and over again. Like, he runs he doesn't the ball do anything different.
0: like yeah he just runs the ball constantly, not working so you know he's a hot he's a bit of a hot head. he's um, stubborn to a fault. Obviously, he's not a good fit for Dylan. He's not a good fit for the community. He's not a good fit for the football team. Uh, that's obvious. However, as is, is bad as those are, at the end of this episode, it's not Eric who has the moral high ground. It's McGregor who has the moral high ground. We'll get to that in a second. So... um. Try to like formulate the th- how I want to phrase this, you know, <laughs> Buddy. First assures Eric that it's a done deal. Right?
1: Never trust Buddy.
0: I mean, he has Eric quit. You know, his position. Now let me ask you a question. What did you think of the scene where Eric quit? He was in the head coach's office, and he said, "You know, we can have, we can find an exit strategy. We can do all this, this, and this." What did you think of that? Do you think the coach? Handled that the correct way or do you feel like he could have gone about it in a different way? Uh, Do you think he was just really disappointed that Eric was leaving? Um, What were your thoughts on that scene?
1: I expected to happen what happened. That I could see Eric, you know, he was laying out his plans being, you know, very Eric-minded and just thinking like he would think. But this coach has demonstrated that he doesn't have time for somebody else's You know, (laughs) book of things. Like, he just wants things done and quick and not have anything muddied and dirty. Like, with the kid, he just wanted to cut him and, you know, just have it be done. He's going to do the same thing with Eric. And I knew that would happen. He just wasn't going to have any of his, you know, plans or anything.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I understand Eric wanting to leave the program. The best way possible, you know, with everything intact and not to create too big of a ripple. But I also understand the head coach's uh, view of it, which is, look, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll fill your position tomorrow. There's some guy out there that's itching to be here. So, you know, if you don't want to be here, hand in your your, your card and uh, hope you make the right decision. Yeah. So, you know, and I totally get it. Um, but back to uh, – This whole thing. So Buddy says, hey, you know, quit. Eric does, comes back, finds out that uh, even though they let McGregor go, gave him, you know, some flimsy, you know, excuse, you know, practices running over.
1: But they did pay him pretty well. They pay him for the season plus severance. I mean, that's nothing to blink at.
0: Right. But he doesn't want to, you know, he wants to, he's not going to go quietly. (laughs) That's the thing. And that's what happens when Eric gets there. He thinks it's a done deal, only to find out that there's a little bit of a snag. And that's because McGregor has filed a complaint and filed a suit. Now, to me, McGregor is – this is about pride. This, you know, he, they don't want him here. Fine, whatever. But this is, a, this is about things not being done correctly, in his view and as much as i dislike him as a character i can't fault him in this situation because he's not he's not the one to fault look you don't like his coaching style fine uh practices run over a player collapses a legitimate complaint but on the whole there's not really any reason to fire <laughs> excuse me fire him because you know on the, for the most part he really hasn't done that much wrong he just doesn't fit well with with the community and in his scheme offensively is uh, not very good um, but beyond that the the criteria used to fire him isn't that great now they get away with it ultimately
1: mm-hmm.
0: but when he shows up at Eric's door I mean, okay let's face it right This what this really is is a coup d'etat alright that's really what's, what's happening here but you're swapping out one guy for somebody else that you want more And it's almost like, uh, you know, Caesar being taken down, you know, because this is like coming out of nowhere. And I don't think anybody would ever expect, what, two games into the season that they would be fired. So, but I think McGregor coming to Eric's door and saying something that I think was very resonant, which is, hey, look, uh, I get why you're doing this, but guess what? I have a family, too.
1: Yeah, it is. McGregor is glaring reality. And he's bringing uh, Eric back down to, you know, from, you know, being happy that he's back and needs a job again to, you know, this has actual effect on me. I can't just, you know, pick up and stay here or find another job. This is the only one here. I have to move and take my family away from a place they've settled into And go find somewhere else. Like this is affecting not just me but my family.
0: Well, yeah. Look. McGregor was right when he said he has a family too. And really what this is is an acknowledgement from the show that despite McGregor's faults and he's obviously a bad fit for Dylan, as we said, this is a betrayal, right? And this betrayal has consequences. Yes. Right? Um, Just as Eric did what he did for his family – um, it came at the expense of the family of another person.
1: Yeah, and it's a big reminder for Eric not to go down a path that's going to lead him to have to make this kind of decision again.
0: All right, when McGregor, you know, accused him at the door, yep. um, Eric initially tried to defend himself, but it got to a point after McGregor kind of said what he said, Eric had no reply because he didn't have a reply. He had no room to find some excuse, right? There was because there was none. That's really what it comes down to. He had no excuse for doing what he did, except for the fact that he wanted to come home and coach for the Dillon Panthers again. So yeah. that's really what it comes down to. And like you said, it was a good point you made. You know, this is a slippery slope. We've seen him in situations like the um, voodoo situation last year. Where it it felt a little funny, but that was being mostly orchestrated by Buddy. Yeah. Um. In that situation, Eric was complicit. Yeah. Uh, but in this situation, he is an active participant.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's just it it's something like McGregor. Maybe in if they were positions were switched, and it was his family, he might do the same. But you know, for Eric, it's this moral choice, and he has such a a well-rounded idea of right and wrong, and he knows this is wrong, and but he's going to do it for his family anyways. But he's got to live with that consequence, and he needs to think of it every day for the rest of his life.
0: Right. Well, when we see that, we see that in the locker room later in the episode, where okay. you know he sees that sign, and you know that's what he's thinking about, and he goes out and. Confronts all the players. um, And. Okay. Let let me. Let me. Let me ask you a question. Because this is a. This is a legitimate complaint that I have. About this episode. (laughs) Um, I I do feel. That. The show. Hasn't quite. shown everyone quite not on the same level at the moment you know like it just feels like he like rolls right back in and everything is just kosher yeah you know, just pick where, up where you left off right and i and I do kind of a little, little disappointed in that because i feel like it should start off a little rocky you know yeah, it shouldn't be quite so easy
1: the only person not welcoming him back is matt but there should be more backlash than that i would think
0: Right, I mean, it's um, yeah, it, it just it feels like it's I don't know, it's just too easy, too easily sliding, you know, too easily. Or let me say this again: he too easily slides back into his former role, and everyone from the coaches, right? Mind you, these coaches that have been working with another coach for months now, um, now are just right back in with a new coach, like. He just went. He went away for the weekend and came back. You <laughs> exactly.
1: Know? Not just abandoned them. Took a new job, left them for months and months, and then just waltzed back in.
0: Right. Like there's it, no acknowledgement
1: that he did that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just would think everything would be a little weird, you know, a little uncomfortable. Um, like all the players, maybe some of the coaches would kind of make it apparent that hey, you know, I'll be, you made a mistake and now you're back, like. Uh, obviously, you know there's some there's some residue left over from your decision to leave us. Why you know why should we all just welcome you? I guess the the point is is that McGregor was such an unpopular coach. Anybody <laughs> coming in would be really really you know well received. And because it's Eric, and you know they never wanted him to leave in the first place. This is just like a dream come true for them. But still, I, I still think there should be more acknowledgement from the show, that, that this isn't going to be one of those situations that just magically writes itself uh, immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean, next episode, I'd like to see some distrust between the players and Eric during coaching, maybe a bit of back talk and just, like, if he tries to, like, punish somebody, I want to hear, you know, oh, okay, so, you know, I do this, maybe you leave again, come back, and then what? We start over again? Like, is this going to be the pattern? I want to hear some backlash.
0: Right, man. Yeah, well, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> um, so he comes back, and hopefully this has ultimately a positive effect on Julie, because Julie has uh, not been mm, <laughs> the nicest person for some time. Uh, and I guess we're supposed to infer that a lot of this has been because her father hasn't been home. And... Uh, on top of the fact that she's just a teenager and she's getting older, and that means more independence, and of course, some level of rebellion, um, the fact that her father has been gone for the most part for months and months, uh, I think that's probably been the bigger catalyst for the behavior that we've seen, I think, from her. You know, it's um, no
1: excuse, but yeah, that would be the main reason that it is happening.
0: Right, and Julie gets a bit of a wake-up call in this episode. So, <laughs> she complains to her mom because her mom is too tired with Gracie to take her out driving, you know, because she wants to get her license. So, she has to practice. Um,
1: and just the, mm, the words spewing out of Julie's mouth. God, I just want to throw the remote at her head. <laughs> just go to your room. Leave me alone. You're such a horrible child. <laughs>
0: Right. So what did you think about the driving lessons when she, they did occur?
1: About the conversation? Yeah. I like that I like that she basically just told Julie to shut up and listen. And that you know, she has life experience that she can share. Um, her life is not about the kid. And I, she's trying to reiterate that to Julie. But also just to give her some life advice that, you know, don't make a decision that could affect the rest of your life is this guy worth it like yeah he pisses us off but is that worth it in the long end
0: and we learn that the swede has a name
1: <laughs> yeah and tinny anthony
0: yeah yeah it was, that- just, it was just fu- it was funny though because i liked that the show was acknowledging <laughs> that you know the fact that we hadn't even heard a first name for this guy yeah uh, is pretty hilarious that his name, nickname, the Swede, is the only thing he had to go by.
1: That's all we know him by. It's just that that guy, the Swedish dude.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. So, and then going over to the Swede's place. Um, what do you think about that?
1: It's like white trash. <laughs> it's like kingdom <laughs> of white trash. <laughs> Basically, like when we first saw Julie over there, you know, it kind of looks like the cool place kids would hang out. But when you see it in the setting where you're on your own, you're really looking at the place, it's a garbage dump. <laughs> there are just bongs and liquor bottles and trash everywhere.
0: Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's this wonderful wake up call, I think, for her character. Because the fantasy of who this guy is bears no, <laughs> but what bears nothing to what the reality is. You know how it is when you you first meet somebody, and you know, let's say like those first heady days of a relationship where uh, every, there's no faults, right? Nobody yeah. has any faults, and everything's perfect and wonderful. The dopamine is really coursing through <laughs> your brain. <laughs> Uh, wiping away anything that looks suspicious or weird or whatever and i think that's basically what's been happening with julie you know you know she was uh, a working at the pool over the summer he worked at the pool you know it's this just this wonderful situation and this this place though is not the pool it's Mm -hmm. not the middle of the summer it's not hot if you know, wonderful scenery all around them. This is where this guy lives, and and I think finally, the truth of who this guy is and what he represents and all of that finally begins to break through her, to like break through to her. Because I think she's looking around. It's like almost like, oh my God, did I? Am I here?
1: If I stay here. This will be my life forever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, he represents, you know, rebelling against not just her parents, but Matt as well. And he's an older guy and it's all exciting and dangerous and all that in the moment. But when he just break it all down, he's just an old guy that lives in a crappy place and is a slob and not. (laughs) <laughs> that could of a match for you at all
0: no he's not we've been talking about this for you know since the, the premiere for season two and he's not a good match um he's he's much older it's not it's not a road she wants to go down but you can't tell anybody that they have to figure it out for themselves you can give them advice and it may in its own way lead them uh to not doing something, but you have to be confronted with the option. And I think going over to see him by herself, like there aren't people there or there friends, just him and her. And I love how like they're supposed to go out. And he was like, we were supposed to go out. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, like, come on. In. Yeah. Turn around.
1: Go. <laughs> like, don't even go in there.
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, come on in. It's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you serious? Like, okay. I'm so glad you apologized. Um, yeah, it, it's just a bad fit, but I'm glad that she's looking around and she's really seeing things for the first time, clearly. He's
1: like the human version of a dirty sock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what
1: this guy is.
0: <laughs> he is. He's something else, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, boy. I mean, I know a lot of girls or even guys would, be like oh i have a version of that that person that i dated even for just a month but it's not something to be proud of because yeah. that guy is not he's not good
1: no i think everyone has had just that momentary lapse of judgment and it ends up being like your bad date story and like your your bad boyfriend horror story <laughs> So she can use that on a next date with somebody who's actually compatible.
0: Yes. So what did you think about her road trip? Well, when I say road trip, but okay. the road lesson, <laughs> road lesson by her father, you know, um,
1: she should not be allowed to drive vehicles. Do not wrong. give that girl keys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, she's still in rebellion mode. So at this point, so, um, uh, obviously, you can see there's a lot of anger there. there's a lot of resentment,
1: yeah, and when you have high emotions, you should be operating vehicles <laughs> they put it on all medications, <laughs> and they'll tell you to pull over if you're stressed or whatever, so you shouldn't be giving this angsty teen car keys when she's you know having a few months of be having a complete meltdown. <laughs> it's not the time guys,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else to Julie I mean she comes back and she has the conversation with her mother uh, crying because you know it's, it's in this moment where I think she really finally has realized how much she's screwed up and Matt's not such a bad guy is he <laughs>
1: No, Matt is perfect. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Like it's what you got to do. You got to go through that to figure out, you know, what is good, and that you're really lucky in the first place. It's like on Gilmore Girls. Same thing with Dean. He was a perfect boyfriend, but you just it's when you have that right off the bat. It's not you can't settle with that. You got to go out and figure out that there's way crappier boyfriends out there and be like, oh, yeah, this was actually pretty perfect to begin with. And I'm an idiot.
0: Well, precisely. <laughs> and that's exactly what she's realized. I mean, I imagine her leaving, driving down the road in her vehicle, um, tears streaming down her face the whole time thinking probably how embarrassed she is right now. Yeah. Um Embarrassed by him, embarrassed by herself, um, finally confronting the decisions that she's made recently. And I'm not saying like like I said, I'm saying that this is going to end the Julie uh, problem that we've <laughs> been noticing the last you know few episodes. But really coming to understand the mistakes, especially regards to Matt, because. As you said, Matt essentially is perfect, so she's now realizing what she had was good, and she threw it away for the Swede. So that's that's like the lowest point of her life so far.
1: Yeah, like oh my god, like (laughs) I made out with a dirty sock. (laughs) That's what you did, and Matt is, you know, quarterback, footballer, sweet, kind, and you know, it doesn't anger. I mean, pretty damn good guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like perfect.
0: Uh, boy youth. So uh, yeah. let's move on to, uh, let's move on to Lila because she goes to this, you know, prison and, um, is spreading the word and, uh, being caught out for it, saying, hey, yeah. you know, you guys come here and, you know, say all this stuff, but, you know, if I was on the street, you wouldn't say two words to me. Uh, this this kid um, gets out, and uh, Lila picks him up.
1: Stupid.
0: Because, yeah, that's smart. I mean, I can understand the whole putting your money where your mouth is kind of thing, I get it, but this is a guy that was just in prison and, uh, you don't even know it for.
1: Yeah, seriously. Like he could lie to you, tell you it was just a mistake, or like he screwed up, did something for his family. But he could have raped somebody. He could have killed somebody and just gotten smacked on the wrist for it. You don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean God. you don't you you don't know. So she picks him up and they have this conversation and da da da. Like, yeah, whatever. Um but she's like telling her mother about this, and her mother is justifiably like saying the same thing we are, which is uh, that's crazy. And no, you're not bringing him to this house so we can work around here. I have, we have your your brother and your sister. Why would why would you do that? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's just like <laughs> what if he was? You don't know really what he was in jail for. He could have touched kids. Like.
0: Well, yeah I mean, the fact is it's just just a, a stranger, nothing yeah, else exactly. it's, you, know, you don't know who this person is. you don't know if they'll come in and steal something. Um, and again, I'm not saying this to kind of paint this guy as an awful evil person. It's just common sense, right? Because you don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, uh, Lila is foolish for trying to help him. Again, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's a wonderful thing she's trying to do. But there's a difference between being um, irresponsible for your own safety and you know, helping somebody out who needs it. Um, you want to help him out, you could have gave him fifty bucks, you know. You want to help him out you could have called him a cab and paid for it. Yes. You know, you could have done all kinds of things that didn't require him to get in that vehicle. Um, you, She's
1: mistaking, well, you know, the smart thing to do with the Christian thing to do. And in her mind, they're the same thing, but they're just not. You can be a good person, but you don't have to put yourself in danger to do so.
0: <laughs> right. And that's that's what she's done. So she t- um, she asks her mom. Her mom's like, "Yeah, you're you're crazy. It's not gonna happen." And uh, after um the kids are dropped off uh, by Buddy, you know, her mom goes up and talks to Buddy about it. And she's so uh,
1: stupid. Like he, she's got to know what he's gonna do.
0: Right, because he's on the out and outs with with Lila. Yeah. So what he's what he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna help out. He's gonna. He's the whole gonna,
1: audience knows what he's going to do.
0: <laughs> right, because he needs to get back onto good grounds with Lila. So in order to do so, he gives Santiago a job at his dealership. <laughs> Which, again, is foolish, but at least in that situation, he's surrounded by other adults. As opposed to kids and yes. you know defenseless people around him. Still a foolish thing. But, you know, and again, this guy might turn out to be perfectly harmless.
1: Yes, but then and again, again, he, is, he that's, could steal. But, that, it.
0: but it's but it's not even about what he does turn out to be. It's about um, the possibilities. Look, like if somebody gets out of prison, um, I don't, I'm not going to look at them and go, see, "You know, I don't bear them any ill will," but I'm certainly going to be wary because that's just smart. Yeah, you know?
1: like I want I plan on doing a criminal record check and all this stuff i don't know why you're in there what's the story give it to me without hesitation because i can tell if you're lying just really grill them
0: yeah um so let's uh let's get to tim and jason so Oh, they're, Tim. they're down in Mexico and they have $10,000, which, which How would you go
1: across the border with that? Like, you're supposed to cl- declare that you have that much money.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, I would think if I saw someone carrying $10,000, I would think drugs are right. you know, in order. But, no. Okay. Um,
1: Whatever. Mexico. Woo! <laughs>
0: yeah. So they get down there. Tim's all about hooking up having a good time the ladies liquor all that stuff of course oh, J- yeah. jason's all about what he's come there to do which is i want to get this surgery i want them to inject me with shark goo because um, <laughs> that's gonna solve all my problems
1: um okay do you when he goes in and they've you know the appointment was you know mistaken do you think Tim called and changed the appointment or did something to prolong that?
0: No, it just it sounds to me like probably something that happens a lot which is just clerical error. Okay. I think that uh Tim is not
1: that smart.
0: <laughs> I would Okay, more like I I wouldn't think that Tim would Tim would think that far ahead. No, you, know, you got to remember something too, you know, when Jason showed up to yell at him at the end of last episode, um and they headed down the road it was like spur of the moment it was like grab my stuff let's go and so i don't think tim would even have time to call besides who would he like what he wouldn't even have the number anyway so
1: i could just dial the uh you know 400 401 number the info number like for mexico you're like yeah i need a number of a doctor that injects shark fluid hang up
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's not gonna go over well. <laughs> um,
1: I love when Tim talks to the cop.
0: <laughs> and tries to bribe him. I
1: know, I'm like, here's for the señoritas, and I'm like, oh, you stupid bastard!
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, can you get more cliche than that? Yeah, seriously, like,
1: you're lucky that he only put you in there and could get bail and didn't, you know, put you in there for a while. <laughs>
0: It's ridiculous. Come on, (sighs) idiot. Um,
1: Ugly foreigner, party of one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, of course, Jason has to get him out of jail and posts bail or the fine, whatever. And so um, they go back to the hotel where they're supposed to stay. And – oh, no, no, no. Actually, at this point, don't they go out – or no, or no, they right, went back to the hotel and right. Jason and was being there. hopey. And, and then at uh, some point... Tim wasn't yeah, having yeah. it. <laughs> Tim was like, they literally picked him up out of bed and we're <laughs> going. And uh, <laughs> so they go out drinking. Yeah, there's A, a car- lot. There's a lot of drinking and there's a karaoke bar. And uh, Jason goes up and sings about what's going to happen to him tomorrow which he's going to get better he's going to walk all the crowd cheers they don't even understand what this guy's saying doesn't matter (laughs) Um, and the look on Tim's face is the realization that this is actually going to happen
1: like he's not kidding around he plans on doing this
0: right so they go back Uh, Tim goes down the hall makes a phone call and calls Lila and (laughs) midnight yeah like midnight uh he explains to her, you know, what's going on. that this is gonna happen and he's probably gonna die. And at first she resists, like she doesn't want to come down. But then Tim breaks through by saying, you know this is the Christian thing to do. This you need to come down. You need to help. Like well this he is,
1: could die.
0: Right, yeah, he could die. I mean he would die on the table that's gonna work or he's gonna die. There's no in between. And chances are he's going to die.
1: Yeah, like, it's serious. Like, they're going to inject him with shark goo. Like, that's not right. Come save
0: him. No, So this is one of the situations where I feel like Lila is compelled to go because these are two of the people that she slept with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like... What more awkward situations you got to be in than convincing your crippled ex not to get shark goo put in his spine by the his best friend that you slept with while he got crippled.
0: Right. It's just
1: like, when you actually say it out loud, it just sounds like so weird.
0: It sounds like a hilarious story. Right. You know, just like some... Something hilarious that you read somewhere. You gotta tell somebody this story. Oh that? This? this is so funny. You will bust <laughs> out laughing when I tell you this. Uh yeah, so when you say it out loud, it does sound ludicrous. <laughs> um, so let's let's hope for the best there, because that would be bad. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to Tyra and Landry. Yay. So the opening scene between them is actually really great because they're at his parents' house parents are there they've cooked dinner they're all sitting around talking and um, she's
1: essentially officially his girlfriend
0: right and you can see like his mom seems to really like her um, She's she seems very happy at the table um, father seems you know to enjoy it for the most part he gets up he gets the phone call uh, something's wrong uh, they found fished the a dead body out uh, <laughs> so he has to leave
1: for him the bell tolls <laughs> It tolls for you guys,
0: <laughs> and the enjoyable conversation dries up because you know, of course, they're reminded of what they did.
1: Yep, and that consequences are coming. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Um. So. Uh, the the one scene that I really like between them. Well, in just in general, in this storyline is where they're in the restaurant and uh Landry's there with Matt, having a conversation. Matt's I'm not coming. Listening yam- to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's yammering on. And uh the cops come in.
1: Those guys are so mean.
0: <laughs> and the look on Landry's face is pure terror.
1: Oh god, yeah, like he's so white. He's like, this is it. I'm going to get taken in front of all my friends and everyone's going to know. And But no, they just came to give the football team a freaking hard time because that's what this town's all about is football.
0: Uh, yeah. And the look on his face when he realized that that's only what they're doing, just kind of messing with them is just, just, oh, it's, he thought he was done for
1: oh god yeah like i could see him like just on the verge of holding out his hands and being like take me <laughs> i admit it
0: <laughs> it's yeah it's so bad um what did you think um of tyra's reaction because they kept looking at each other like this is before the cops even rolled in
1: yeah like just keeping an eye out like like they're watching each other's backs, you know, but just keeping separated just in case something does happen, like so they don't both go down and if something does happen, the other can have an alibi for the other or do something, you know? Yeah. That's why they're keeping apart.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's such a it's such a slippery slope for them, you know? They gotta really watch what they're doing. Do you mean, do you think that together, there's any way they can get through this?
1: If they don't get caught, <laughs> if it's just like they close the case and everything is fine, I think life could go on.
0: Right. Well, it's a little harder when they call you down to the police station. As Tyra gets called down to the police station, so her mom answers the phone. Uh, she's supposed to take her down. And that's when Tyra learns that, uh, well, they, sh- they show her the pictures of the man they pulled out of the water, and he is... They ask pos- if, like, yeah. she knows him. Yeah, positively identified, and uh, she's crying, there's tears, of course. Um, that's when her mom finds out, because, of course, she didn't tell her mom that she was, um, this guy Tired. tried to rape me um and so it's, it's such a it's such a hard scene to watch actually
1: yeah can't imagine being a mom and finding that out and that your daughter's just been living with that you know on her own we know that it's not on her own but to the mom probably that's horrified feeling that your kid's in such pain
0: <laughs> it's so, yeah it's so hard it's it's so very hard um but they are—they assure her that, like, look, we'll, we we will find out, you know, what happened here, who did this.
1: Yeah, and but they're not pointing her as a suspect. They just wanted her to identify him, and she's free to go.
0: Unfortunately, Landry's father walks by. And yes, they look, I'm like no. <laughs> they, lock, they lock eyes, and it's just like, of course.
1: Like that's why you're with my son. Like I think he knows that she and Landry are involved in this already. Because he seems pretty decently smart.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a smart guy. He's not an idiot. Um, it's it's hard, I think, if you're a father and you have a kid. Because I think for... I feel like for him, because this is a beautiful girl i mean this is a very beautiful woman um and to him he's probably like why are you with my son <laughs> you know like it's like probably
1: a, always on his mind
0: like like you're, you're statuesque perfect you know and then you're dating landry and it's just a an odd couple and <laughs>
1: Yes, he's sweet, but he also is in crucifixorious. So I know my son.
0: <laughs> right, that that alone should keep him from ever attaining a girl like Tyra. <laughs>
1: right, he just doesn't make sense.
0: No, it doesn't. So, uh, scary stuff. Um, I think that's pretty much everything for this episode. Think is there anything in this episode that you wanted to talk about? Uh, probably that we've covered here. Um, I, I like, I like, I, I like that some other people were kind of put on the back burner this week, I just think it was necessary. You know, we really didn't see was anything out of Smash at all. Um.
1: Not a lot of Matt.
0: No a lot of Matt. Of course, uh, no, no Grandma Saracen this week. Mm, um, I know yeah i think you know and that's fine because it says it has such an ensemble cast a big one that they have to do that there's no way they can just feature everybody every week all the time they have to push some people to the background and let other characters come forward and kind of dominate
1: yeah there's big stories progressing at the moment and need to focus on that
0: yeah yeah um I really liked, I think the the ethical uh, quandary that Eric found himself in was probably my favorite part of this episode. Um,
1: Yeah, they're not just letting it go lightly. Like, they're actually showing us that there's consequences to actions that, you know, aren't morally right, that he's got to live with them.
0: Right, and it's really great. Um, I like that that Tyra um, got a chance to see her killer's picture. Um, and know that even though they found his body which isn't exactly good portents at least her mom knows now in a Mm -hmm. way you know Um, I also like that Julie got to see the Swede as the real Swede and uh, all the downside to dating this guy um, and all the upside that there was with Matt (laughs) so
1: exactly like Like, I want her to get back to Matt, but I don't think she deserves to get back together with Matt.
0: No. 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 Not right now. Especially not right now. He
1: deserves some side fling.
0: (laughs) Yes. I think we can all agree Matt deserves some side fling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not the maid, though. The caregiver. But actual, like, like, she's with an older guy. Matt's going towards an older woman. We got a theme here. And Tim dated an older woman. I think the creator has a thing here
0: for, for older women and younger guys, cougars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like this episode a lot. Backfire, like we said, is a really good um, theme for this episode. Uh, the title was kind of the title kind of says everything. We're seeing a lot of the the. The backfire from a lot of these these plans that have been put into place. Julie, uh, her stuff is backfiring on her. Her choice to go after the Swede has backfired. Um, Eric, his decision to come back and try to get the job uh, for the Dylan Panthers again, while it succeeds, it also kind of backfired in its own it's way. It's bumpy. Yeah, it's a bumpy road. Um, you know, Mexico with with Tim and Jason.
1: It's just like looming yeah darkness
0: <laughs> right so i think those are really the the big things that this episode seems to point at um so it, it's a good one though i did i like this episode uh like i said my big my biggest problem though is the lack of the team you know kind of looking at at eric in a more negative light you know maybe a little more suspicious you know I would have liked some comments alluding to uh, why he didn't stay with his college team. You know, why are you back now? What happened? I mean, we didn't get any of that. So maybe we'll get it next week. Maybe this week was just laying out him getting back. Next week's going to be all about really confronting his consequences.
1: I hope so. I hope there's just something. Like, it doesn't have to be a whole episode, but a little bit of acknowledgement would be nice.
0: I agree. Okay. So... Let's get into our uh, rating for this episode. Um, so for me, I'm going to give this a B B+. Uh, this doesn't hit A-level status for me. Uh, I, I do think it's a really good episode. Well, I, I mentioned all the things that I really enjoyed about it. I think most of the storylines really were good for, good for the characters. Um, but like I said, the whole thing with the team and Eric meshed a little too well for me uh, from the get-go, and I didn't really like that. Um, And then the whole Lila Santiago thing, um, a little cool on that. I'm just more annoyed at how the show didn't really confront, for the most part, the stupidity of doing what she did. Uh, So those are kind of like my big problems with this episode. But otherwise, I think it was a good one.
1: Yeah, I give the exact same rating, B It's not quite good enough to go back into the A's, but I do like this episode. I like the progress we're making, and that you know, there's consequences to actions, and that I wish, <laughs> I wish for um, Julie, there's a little more consequences for her actions. But I do think it was a big eye opener for the Swede, and it could have been a lot worse for her. Things could have gotten way worse if she had stuck with them. Uh, And I'm really curious to see what happens with um, Jason in Mexico. I saw the title of the next episode. Let's get it on. I'm really curious what's going to happen.
0: I guess we're going to (laughs) see.
1: Like, it's just going to be one big Mexican party (laughs) for the whole episode.
0: That is possible.
1: (laughs) Uh, I was also like, it came to my mind, whatever happened to Jason's kind of new girlfriend the uh what was her name ivy the tattoo it? artist yes whatever happened do we ever see her again
0: Um. not saying anything i'm not okay. saying anything <laughs> um <laughs>
1: right, i'm curious I was like i was just thinking about her while i was watching this today i'm like we haven't seen her in forever <laughs> like, is she ever coming back or she's going to be like tim's ex and just disappear, Distantly gone. disappear.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah we'll find out uh, i guess and she might be back so okay. all right um i think that's it for this episode so yep. uh, we'll be back for next week of course as we always do uh there will be a point in the next couple of weeks where um i think we'll be uh taking a week off i'll be going on vacation
1: where are you going uh,
0: new york city
1: what? New York City. I'm jealous. I hate you. so.
0: <laughs> so this
1: is not fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there there may not be an episode. It's not definitively saying that, but um, I got to look at the scheduling and how it, that's going to work out. Uh, but uh, that might be in, I believe, not next week, but the week after. Uh, but I will. I will if if, tentatively. There will not be an episode. If there is an episode, I will put out a uh, message to everybody letting them know that there will be an episode. But for now, I'm going to say that that week we will be off. So, But I'll let you know for sure otherwise. Uh, all right. So until next time, until next week, we will um, say goodbye the way we always say goodbye. So clear eyes.
1: Full hearts. Can't lose. Can't lose.
0: All right, everybody. Have a good night.
1: Night.